Hey guys and gals, how you doing? Um, doing a, a recording, um, called My Dark Side of YouTubing. Um, this is based on me and my own personal experience doing YouTube. And I'm going all out, bearing my soul. And this is like my inspiration for this came from The Dark Side of the Ring, which is based on the dark side of the wrestling world, which is on Vice, which is their segment. So that's like my inspiration for this topic. Um, I don't know what we'll do a one and two out of this, but let's see. Let's just roll with it. So, in 2008, I started doing YouTube for a while as a comical character, but it wasn't the direction I wanted to go. Um, I would put underwear over my head, mark put a mark on the face, you know, act like. Act like a silly character, trolling pretty much. Then later on, I started watching these YouTubers talk about doing movie reviews. And mainly was like in the horror, doing horror reviews mainly. These YouTubers will talk about the same horror movies over and over again. And I realized that they're not talking about anything new that I don't know about. So one day I decided, and this was in 2009, I decided why not give it a go. Talk about the movies that these people don't want to talk about. The movies... That they never heard about, or that was in the theaters, that was like in Grindhouse and the double feature bills, and independent, low budget, you know, even the horror movies, but even I will add in martial arts, action movies, B movies, spaghetti western, you name it. Um, back then on YouTube, a lot of them did not did that, so I had a slew of movies in my collection, and I said, hey, what the hell? Let me talk about them. Um, it started out with me showing clips and then talking about it after. But either way, I ended up talking about reviewing these I review movies pretty much. And a lot of people subscribed to me. It was well-loved. Um, I was surprised to get like 320 subscribers. It was the highest amount of subscribers I had last. Um, as, as maybe like two or three years went by, and even between that, I decided to go variety, you know, talk about this. There are, like, not only movie reviews, but I can also do other stuff that I love, like talk about comic books, game video gameplays I would do. And that my experience with video gameplays came from that Nintendo video game nerd who's now the angry video game nerd, you know, which he's still doing YouTube now. He was an inspiration to start doing the gameplays and stuff on my, on my part. And, but besides that, action figures, anime, animation, cartoons, flashbacks, stuff that I grew up on pretty much. And stuff that's going on now in entertainment that I like. So, as these went by, I enjoyed doing it. Then YouTube guidelines get in the way. Half of my videos got deleted or probably I had to, they got my, I had to close my page because of it. Later, later on... I'm going to talk about the dark side of YouTube. And, um, I saw this guy made homemade action figures. But it was mainly horror figures. One day, um, I asked this guy if he could make me a Sasuke action figure from the Rudo, you know. And he said he could do it. So he told me, oh, I got the stuff. Can you send me some money? And this was my first taste of the dark side of blogging. Can you trust people on the other side of the internet, even though they have the videos and all that? And they were popular too in their own right. Well, this guy conned me, and I spent maybe like I gave him like maybe a total of three twenty 
$320 or $350, I would say. Pretty much the amount of subscribers I got. That's kind of weird, right? And I realized I gave up. This guy is not doing no action figure. He's lying, you know? And I went to PayPal trying to get my money back. And PayPal said it was too late. So pretty much the guy ripped me off. Um, later on, I got another YouTuber contacting me. And he said he had the same issue too. So I wasn't the only one that he called. Well, that was one of the, this was my first dark, taste of the dark side of YouTubing. Later on, I did another part of dark side of YouTubing. I did a video blog, right? On, on um, Peter Cushion on a documentary he did. Only thing that was in the background was pretty much a, it wasn't no, it was just a picture of him. That's it. I got a letter years ago that I fought off a strike. And I should have never fight it off. It was just a little strike for a three-minute video, which I had only three views for. It was like nothing. But they can't. They I got a paper from England saying that I had all money for copyrights. They even print on my face and everything. They said if I don't pay it, they're gonna get a lawyer in the U.S. to come at me. Everyone told me you should have never pay the guy. And I did some research online, but it was a legit company, you know. And I ended up paying $2,500 for that. When I look back, I wish I never did pay it. I wish I stood my ground and see what happened. But that's another dark side of YouTubing. And one of my best segments. Another dark side of YouTubing for me was that trying to team up with people, work with people from other YouTubers, like a team up channel. And I asked for one of my supporters and one of the person that I asked, let's start a team channel. They end up fighting, arguing, um, it didn't work out, kind of broke a friendship, so I decided not to do it, and I, and I ended up picking sides, which screwed up my relationship with the other person, but they both were terrible people, and and I shouldn't waste my time dealing with them. Another team of channel, I disappeared in a team of channel, and I, I admit at that time, I wanted fame, I wanted to build up my brand a little bit. So I teamed up with this guy named um, Mask Maniac, I guess. He was a, it was a horror, one of the horror guys in the horror community. And um, the thing with this guy is that he had like a, other people that worked to team up with him, but they all left him because they felt like he was over-controlling. So these other people that left him started a group called Body Bags. So he was looking for people to help him out. And I was like, you know what, let me try it. And I had ideas for the show, you know, but... He didn't feel comfortable, you know. So, so I, now I realized, well, maybe his vision wasn't the same as my vision. Maybe he didn't care about me helping him to build his, help, help him out with my own ideas that I could add in. So I told him, you know what, this isn't for me. He got kind of mad because, you know what, you're you just going to quit because I didn't want to accept your ideals. Well, yeah, you're right, but the point is, I didn't want to be part of it. Don't get so mad at me. So I left. <laughs> and that's the one thing I'll never team up with. Don't do team up channels. Build your own brand on yourself, you know. But still, that's one of the dark side of YouTube. <laughs> but in the meantime, at the same time, I did have um, a model that I hired. Also, at the same at that same time, I decided to hire these different models, you know, women, you know, to be part of my YouTube channel to my horror reviews. And that did not work out. That was a terrible idea. I spent maybe over a thousand bucks, I would say, hiring all these different women, you know. Um, the last woman I hired was Stormy Maya. And 
another woman. I'm, I'm going to two, two, put another female model a few years after that one. Victoria DeMar, who was a skin celebrity, to be do horror reviews on my YouTube channel. And you know what? To fast forward, they both sold me out. They um, complained that, oh, I should give them more money. And they know out of word of my how much I was paying them, what kind of production value I have, which is low budget, which is just me alone, regular webcam. Um, they never give credit for my work, you know, they never give me props. And they just pretty much tr trash me, you know. It's too much to go on with those models. But the dogs of YouTube, let me just tell you guys and gals, never hire nobody to podcast it with you. If don't make the same mistake as me, get paperwork, let them sign it, let them know what they're getting themselves into, let, get, let them understand. So, once you get the paperwork, that means they agree that it's your video, you paying them, and they can't say talk shit. And, um, it's kind of crazy though. Um, uh, whew. yeah, I mean, there have been other females even after that, but still, it's. I haven't learned my lesson. You know, I hired another female after this. This was last year, actually. And end of early 2020, I hired a model who has bipolar issues. And she said she can't do the videos. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll get my money back. You know, but then I don't know how I'll approach her. I either buy her um, equipment, green screen online equipment for her. But... That didn't work out because she didn't pick it up. She just didn't want to pick it up. So that's what really happened. So I spent $80, which can have been done for more videos. I even bought her some kits, and she never picked it up. So I wasted another little batch of cash on another model. That was recently. And that's when I said, you know what? Enough is enough. You can't do this shit no more. Stop it. No more. Even if you can hire local models, don't do it no more. So I learned in life now that I am not dealing with female models or hiring people for my podcast or for my blogging no more because I'm going to focus on myself and myself only. Um, I'm going to end the video here and do a part two to this. Um, there's more to the story. There's more with models and stuff I could talk about, but pretty much those are the main ones because, like, like I said, word of mouth, don't trust word of mouth. Just go by contract, paperwork. And that's the best way to keep yourself safe, you know. Hey, what's up everyone? Well, the My Dogs on YouTube in the first part of the video was pretty long, I would say. And there was a lot to go through, but I think I kept it short, the basic part of it, without stretching way too long on that part. Because that would have been a two-hour audio or more. But I, I want to keep that one simple. But I thought the lesson was learned from that. You know, so let's go with part two. I'm gonna talk about gift giving, and I'm gonna be guilty of this. There were YouTubers that were my friends, but they had popular channels. And the thing is, I remember, like I said, I want to get my brand out there, so I decided to send gifts to YouTube. Pretty much to YouTubers, they were pretty expensive gifts too, but just for the for a shout out. And I am 100% guilty of that. I was one, and there's a lot of people that still do it today, by the way, just to let you know. But I was guilty, I will confess to that. And like guys like Rapper Rap for Life, I'll say his name, Rapper Rap for Life. He's a good guy, you know. So I don't care if I give him a shout out. And the choice voice, who before that he was known as Fantasio. Um, I sent him gifts like movies and video games, like 
Last time I talked to you was to Michael Kidd, who was known as Potassium, now Choice Voice, a hyperspring system. It, 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 it had a lot of games on it, but it, it didn't work out for my audio or whatever. It was like a waste of my money. I, it was hard for me to sell on eBay, so I said, fuck it. I, just wanna, I gave it to Michael Kidd. Hopefully, he'll give me a shout out, but I guess he picked up on it. And, you know, guys like Matt Ferrer from Choice Voice don't want to. They'll say my reg- they'll say my real name, but they'll not say my YouTube name. So I guess they're trying like not to promote me like that. So <laughs> I feel like it was a waste of time, you know. But you know, it's pretty much me getting rid of stuff I don't want no more. <laughs> so that's the reason why I sent it to them mainly. But in the before that, it was just like getting shout outs, you know, for my YouTube name and let people check it out and they like and subscribe, and so on. And I'm guilty of that, you know, like I said, and I advise people, don't ever do that. Don't make that mistake that I made, even though people are still doing that today, but don't do that. Don't give gifts just to get that shout-outs, you know. If you're going to give a gift to another YouTuber, just do it because you appreciate their work, you know. And in reality, I did appreciate their work anyway, too, so I guess, you know, I just said I wanted a shout-out, but I want to show my appreciation also. So, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Now, here's the nail in the coffin. I also this is going to be the final part of my dark side of my situation on YouTube. And it's one part I will not go back to ever again. Um, when 2016 ended, I, I the last person that, it, that it was bothering me, annoying me, was a guy named Michael Force Darko. Because of his name out too. Why not? And I sent him an email. You know what? I'm... Not an email, no email, and also on YouTube message that I don't want to deal with you no more. He was a guy that was that likes to troll all the YouTubers. Pretty much, he would bully people on the internet. You know, he speaks his mind, yes, but he does bully people on the internet. What other people talked about, but I didn't want to be part of that no more, and I just didn't want to deal with him. Once I stopped dealing with him. A few months later, I met another YouTuber. This was in the end of December 2016, and this was the time when I became Boss of Horror. Um, Boss of Horror was like my new YouTube channel, it was my reboot. It was to start all over again, you know, with new videos. But I did put like my older videos I did in the past, my old sketches, my old action figures, my old geek culture stuff, pretty much food reviews, especially my older movie reviews I have done. Everything was there. You know, uncut, unedited, and I was passionate about the Boss of Harvard channels too. And um, even though at this time I did deal with these other models in the new year, which is 2017, after that, but I already mentioned that those two models you don't want to, I mentioned don't deal with them, you know, they are fakes pretty much. But I, I already did a separate story on them on a separate audio, but that's another, maybe, maybe that's another part another time. But anyway. In 2016, I met a YouTuber. I won't. I don't know if I want to say his name. And I was gonna do a little apology video to him, but at the same time, when I think about it, he he doesn't deserve any apology from me. What he did to me, cause he broke my dream of being on YouTube a lot longer, and it shows me the darker darker side of YouTube. You know how you thought you know somebody online that you think that they really not that way, but they end up being a a monster in their own right, like a Jekyll and Hyde personality. So, let's put it like this. 2006, I met this new YouTuber. Pretty much, he talked about independent horror movies just like me. 
And maybe that when this video showcased on my video as a recommendation, I realized, okay, maybe and I, he has the same style as me. Now, let's be real. People can be original on YouTube. In his case, I didn't find him original, even though he would proclaim that. But I did find his personality original. The way he was showcased in the Harlem Breeze, pretty much. So I'll give him credit for that. But um, checking his videos out, you know, I was telling him, yo, I appreciate what you're doing. You know, I respected him. And when I do movies also, I always give him credit. I always give him shout-outs, promote his work when I open up my Twitter account, and so on, you know. As months went by, you know, I asked him, you know, do you want to team up? You know, here we go. Another mistake I was about to make. He never said nothing about the team up then, which... Which I'm glad he did not. I guess it was better that we did not work together. You do your thing, I do my thing. But at the same time, we respect each other's reviews. So, one day on Twitter, you know, I was blocked by him. This was probably in, you know, I'll say maybe in June of 2017, in the summertime. And I messaged him and said, hey, why you blocked me, you know? He never answered me back, you know, so I was kind of curious. I, I probably did something wrong, you know, what's the deal? Then one day he popped up this video on his YouTube channel saying that, oh, I feel like people are stealing my work, and he was mentioning certain movies that he talked about, and these are movies that I mentioned, that I reviewed already, and people, how they talk, you know, people are begging and all this stuff. And I'm looked at, I looked at this video, I was like, wait a minute, this guy's talking about me. Like, so you felt like I stole your work? You know, talk to me. Why you feel like I stole your work? Because I talk about the same movies that you talked about. Everybody talk about the same movies they talked about, you know. Everybody gets screeners. You're not the only one with screeners. So to be honest, I feel like he has that green eye monster jealousy thing like, Oh, I'm the only one that can talk about these movies, these new releases, not you type of attitude. So that's how I realized, yo, this guy's a fucking whack job. Holy shit. So, what is what is, right? But this is where things get creepy and strange with this guy. After that video, I know something about my YouTube channel. I was getting dirty comments. I was getting cursed at. I was getting people making fun of how I, how I talk on my reviews. Similar way he was saying in his videos. So I'm like, wait a minute, his people are going after me. And then every time I release a video, I always get that one dislike. And I believe that that one dislike came coming from him. All this changed when he started blocking me and started talking shit on his video blog about people stealing his work and so on. That's when I realized the change on my YouTube channel. And every time I upload a new video, he keeps on disliking my work. And I know it was him. So I decided to do some tracking. I won't say how I did it. But I tracked these video, these comments, these thumbs, dislikes. I was able to do it. And it all led up to a page that he had before he was who he is now doing comedy sketch. It was him. So that's when I realized that he's using one of his older channels to dislike my work. And I'm like, son of a bitch, it really is him. So I was right off the back. Another YouTuber contacted me about it. Oh, what happened to you? Why are you quitting? 
I told him, you know, I got get out of ass by another YouTuber. And this other guy mentioned, is it him? And he knew off the back who it was. So it was pretty obvious that he probably got in contact with him. Probably bad-mouthed me towards with this guy. But anyway, I decided, you know what, start a new YouTube channel. And I decided to delete that YouTube channel, The Boss of Horror, because I realized beyond most of my subscribers from that channel, and I hit about 350 and up at the time, was coming from him. And I didn't want to earn his support, his subscribers, hanging on my YouTube channel because of him. So I decided to sacrifice the Boss of Horror channel. It wasn't worth it. I removed it and started my new YouTube channel with a new name. Still uploading my older work and stuff. But every time I start a YouTube channel, a new one, no matter what, I'm getting more dirty comments and more dislikes. It's like for some weird reason he kept following me and following me. And I know it's him. And um, it was so fucking creepy. It was like, maybe because of the title of my YouTube channel. I mean, the title of the video, that's what he was able to find me, maybe. So I decided to change the titles of my YouTube videos and my blogs. And hopefully he doesn't tr track me, you know. It came to the point when I got so tired of it that, that you know what, I'm going to fight fire with fire. Guess what? Now, I end up disliking his all his videos leaving nasty comments towards him because to, what you did to me, I'm going to do to you back. And guess what? Now he know how it feels. Now he's getting pissed off because the way you piss me off is the way, I piss, the way I'm pissing him off. So now he's getting a taste of his own medicine. But at the end of the day, when you realize that it's like, it's like two kids pl playing, two kids fighting in the schoolyard. And that's what it was, was two I'm a blotted like to talk movies. I've been doing this way before him. I started in 2009. So if, if you talk about me copying and stealing your work, guess what? I was talking about independent horror movies way before you and B-movies and so on and unheard movies that people did not want to talk about before him. So with that being said, I know I was original. But still, you know, this guy proclaims who he's not, who he's really not, you know? He's like, overhype himself pretty much but with that going on I decided you know what I deleted all my older work don't want to do YouTube no more and slowly I decided to come back thanks to a good person on another horrible person on YouTube that gave me my confidence back to come back in 2018 in late 2018 and then 2019 but then at the same time that drive that I used to have being on YouTube a lot, talking about these movies. And with changing with digital media that all those movies I used to talk about, they come out in the open now in Blu-ray format, and now more people are talking about it. So to be honest, it, it felt original normal as it was before. So speaking for me, not only this, this asshole kind of destroyed me, like in a way, like I got burned out, you know. And also the past models I did with like Stormy Mind, Victoria DeMore kind of burned me out too, like, now it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I can't do this no more. And I decided to take a break on YouTube. Just leave it. But guess what? I always have something to say. And I like, as long as there's a mic and a camera, and I still have something to talk about, then you know what? I'll continue doing this. But this time, do I really want to do it on YouTube? So when Copa came along, Right, 
Um, it kind of everybody worried about if they're gonna last long on YouTube or whatever. A lot of people are fake. Guess what? They're still on YouTube, you know. But for me, it was it's was, Cobra was as an add-on, and dealing with this other guy that I like I said I would not say his name. Kind of kind of ruined the fun for me enjoying blogging on YouTube. And, you know, like I say, things are changing now. More people are talking about it. Everything's out in the open. So it's like, I don't feel like I need to talk about it no more, you know. So I decided to find other platforms, other medias, and I finally did. Now I found a new home to put all my older work, and it's there now. So what happened to that channel, if it if it decided to close out, then all my older videos are, are gone pretty much. But I do have a podcast now, which you are listening to this audio. And um, I'm living through the podcast. I'm living through another blogging home. And that's it. YouTube, to me, is now just a cable station for me. I'm just watching videos. That's all on YouTube. And um, I I do have a YouTube channel, but it's only for non-reviews and non-geek culture stuff. It's just like talking rubbish, pretty much. So to promote my main page and my main audio. But if you find it, you find it. But trust me, it's a different name. <laughs> well, no, actually, it's not a different name. But still, it's just bits and pieces of non-horror-related stuff. Non-geek stuff, pretty much. But um, it's, just, it's not much. As for my older work, they've all been deleted. So like I say, so it, I cannot be able to be upload videos no more. And that's the reason why I decided to delete them. Because, look, life is short now. I can't be fucking to be uploading older work back and forth. You know, I'm done doing that. So, every of my knowledge I have done in the past is through my podcast and it's through the video blog that I have left at my new blog at home. If you listen to this audio, you can follow the YouTube page or follow the links to that. Or listen to the audio, just click on the website and you know where I'm at. But um, with that being said, um, you have no friends on, on the internet when it comes to YouTubing. You know... If you want to YouTube and want to continue with, or even in other social media platform, and build your brand, build your brand with yourself, with your own money, and you feel like you're ready to hire people, then make sure you get paperwork, you know, or make sure you know who you're dealing with, because remember, at the end of the day, there can only be one you, and that's you. There can only be one creator of your brand, and that's you, not them. Remember. You are the boss. Don't ever make the same mistake I have. So, guys and gals, if you have fun doing this, have fun doing this. But if you feel like you don't have that passion no more, then don't then don't bother doing it and find yourself something else to better your life that you feel like that. You can find yourself a new passion that fits for you. Anyway, peace out and see you later, guys and gals. Hey, everyone, what's up? Um, I did a segment recently, and I said released both parts of the video called My Dark Side of YouTubing. And um, I decided to release it, you know, give you guys a catch-up to check it out. And um, I, I would say I was going to do a part three, but I'm going to do two more parts to it. But I can't call it My Dark Side of YouTube. That was some, that's some for, because that was like my personal experience. So I'm going to call this one The Dark Side of YouTubing. And, um, this is going to be based more on the horror community at the time when I was, um, as DVD movie buff at that time in 2009 when I decided to go with, go with that name as my YouTube title. 
Um, I met a lot of good people in the horror community at that time. You know, everybody, everybody was nice and cool. But then a year after that, it gets to a darker route. Um, there was a YouTuber that I know that I got personal with online. Um, she was a cool person, mad nice, and she could, she was talking. She was popular in the, in the horror community. I, I won't say her name though because I won't put on the spotlight like that. But um, like I said, names will be withheld. Um, she went to a convention with other horror YouTubers, right? And I think it was Cinema Wasteland they call it this convention, and she was circling around with other popular YouTubers, and there was a, a duo YouTube, like a two-man duo YouTuber, like to do horror reviews, go out making horror movies or whatever. Um, one of them did something to her, and she and she did a video about it. Um, she proclaimed that this certain person disrespected her. I won't say what the situation was, but you can take a wild guess. And it became heavy, heavy heated in the horror community. Everybody was taking sides. Everybody was going at it. I even talked to her. She sent me like a long paragraph about her situation. And I could, so speaking for me, I don't know. I can't say this person is telling the truth or this person is lying. Because like I say, I don't know what goes behind the scenes outside of YouTube when people are hanging out, you know. I wasn't there, so I can't judge, you know. But it was just wild how it separated the horror community and how crazy it is, you know. And um, by that lesson, actually, I learned not to, like, not to deal with people in the horror community or just deal with people on YouTube in a personal level. Actually, I took this as a lesson to be cautious, you know, who you deal with. But I never did because, like I said, at that time, I never had my own bad experience with people on YouTube at that time. But, um... I, I went to try to look for her to see if she's okay and stuff. And those videos are still there, you know, about pe people accusing her of, of her situation. And she pretty much changed her YouTube name, you know. But it looked like she's doing well now, and I hope she'll be okay, you know. And um, But she's doing her YouTube in her own right to change her format, which is a good thing, you know. Sometimes you gotta be different, you know. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. And I'm gonna extend this horror community thing a little longer with another topic um there have been like other horror youtubers that once started a you like with youtubers there have been a lot of trolls and fakes people in the horror community which this is pretty obvious now nothing have changed but people was getting a lot of heat and there was this youtuber this um, female who was a lesbian very butchy like won't say her name but um she started this um, horror community page separated from YouTube where everybody could get along and stuff. Well, guess what? Everything was fine and dandy. Everybody was getting along. Saw their own profile. Be friends with other horror community on YouTube. They want to work together, talk to each other, you know. But then, this is one of the worst when somebody decided not to get along and the page that she created, she passed the ownership to somebody else and she left. Which was kind of weird, you know, you created this community page and you left. And it's like, ever since that day, it's like, all community people could never get along. A few years later, then I ended up dealing with the dark side of dealing with people on YouTube. But you could check part one and two of my um, audio podcast talking about it in, the, in that episode. But with that being said, because of the whole community, 
it's 2020. I don't think anything would change. So what is what it is. So guys and gals, be careful who you deal with. Hey everyone, how you doing, guys and gals? Okay, this is another the dark side of YouTube and special. And this time, we're gonna talk about the anime community that I dealt with. Um, as I've been doing YouTube for 10 years, this is I would say this also happens around 2010 era. Also, I would say. And I'm going to name this YouTuber before I start. Um, the anime community on YouTube at that time was wow. It was growing popularity on YouTube. I feel like the anime community was more popular than anything else on YouTube in my opinion. When it comes to geek culture, even more popular than the horror community. And me, one of the things I like, even though my main forte is horror, entertainment, but I'm also a geek into geek culture entertainment and anime was one of my things you know I grew around anime like since I was growing up you know so we, I can tell you a story another time about my anime experience but that'll be another episode but the anime community was strong you know very strong and let me just say shout out to all you anime reviewers out there because anime is the hardest thing to review because you gotta be well calculated with the characters especially when it comes to martial arts or magical anime like you know like magic and stuff, you gotta know about the movesets, the powers they're using, and you gotta say it right, and that's not an easy shit to do, it's hard, you know, I can review anime movies, but anime TV series is hard, it's hard as fuck, and um, meanwhile, one of the popular anime during that time, even now to this day, was Naruto, Naruto was my joint, man, and I wanted to review Naruto, but then it was a slew of people talking about Naruto, now, there was a lot of battles, a lot of controversial fights among people in the anime community going at it. Saying that, oh, is this the only anime you people talk about? Naruto only? Only Naruto? You know? So, it was like a battle. Like, oh, you're not a real anime fan. You're not true to the anime world. Only the anime you know about is Naruto. What else do you know about? So, it was a lot of people going at it. You know, over that. To be honest, if there's an audience for it, there's an audience for it. Because people that talk about Naruto get a lot of views, a lot of subscribers, just because of that one anime. So, the, I can see why people will start fights with the other people, other Naruto reviewers. Because it's like people just talk about Naruto just to get the view counts and subscriber counts only. You know, not not for the love of, of anime itself. You know, there's a difference. So, on my side of things, I kind of have to agree on that side too. You know, like, come on. You got to do more than just anime reviews but there was one anime review that came out of nowhere and she was a beautiful female and I'm going to say her name because she was, she was well deserved she's a good person anyway uh, and it's not controversial really but it's just, I feel like it's more jealousy towards her and her name was Happy Platypus Happy Platypus was this beautiful white lady right off the back I tell she's a model but she's a model that knows her stuff like she was a Naruto fan. She talked about Naruto a lot, both Magma and the anime series. And she was really good at it. I would say, in my opinion, the way she reviewed Naruto, is, to me, she reviewed it better than for Neverworld. And that's my opinion. I would go to her though for, for Naruto stuff. But she was good at her stuff. And then, but when she talked about Naruto, um, guess what? A lot of haters, a lot of trolls are going after her. People are doing video blogs about her saying that, oh, she's fake. She's not real. Um, she's just a pretty fake trying to get by talking about anime. But how is she getting by while she knows her stuff? That's the thing. And I talked to her. I said, I tell her, you know what? You're a good person. Keep doing what you have to do. 
you know, and there's a lot of people that helped out trying to recommend other animes that she could talk about, you know, but I think Naruto was mostly her forte, you know, that's what she likes to talk about the most. And she was friendly towards a lot of people and people that she trusts. And let me just say, she also sent me a froggy wallet. If you send a froggy wallet to somebody, that means you got trust. And thank you for the froggy wallet. It was really cute, though. I really liked it. And I still still have it, by the way. Um, Yeah, that was, so I guess she made her own merchandise also. So, 10 years later, she's not making any new videos no more. Maybe because she got tired of the trolls and haters. But um, I did some research and it looked like she's doing good at home, right? Um, I wish her luck, whatever she's doing now, officially. But Happy Platypus, my opinion, I think she should come back to the anime game. If she wants to talk about Baroto, go for it. Because, hey, I like to hear her thoughts on it, you know. And um, with that being said, when it comes to the anime community, um, after this one, I'd like to say that there were still some more issues in the anime community with other anime reviewers. I heard about for Neverwar and double for anime issues going at it and I don't know if it was fake or real but you know sometimes the people in YouTube in general like to start beef just to get the attention you know I'm not saying this was the case with them like I said I'm not there I don't know them personally but the thing like that that needs to stop you know people need to stop beefing but sad to say when it comes to competition people want the top spot you know trying to want to be number one dog pretty much or number one cat whatever but with that being said, man, anime community, respect, keep doing you, be honest, be sincere, just like in any other community. If you like doing what you're doing, keep doing it. Anyway, peace out and see you later, guys and gals.